Welcome to Driving the Sea Bus. Uh, usually, we have this uh, long-running podcast where we focus on the happenings in Central Ohio, how vibrant our community is, what makes it such a cool place, and uh, and all the different. Uh, we have people on on the podcast that have made a difference here in town uh, throughout the years, and we talk about all the success we had. Um, we, we're shifting gears with this uh, series of the podcast uh, in light of the coronavirus that has attacked the planet and the pandemic that we currently are facing as a country and as a world. I really talk about real life uh, solutions to your financial matters. Uh, so there'll be a host of uh, different folks on the podcast going forward uh, where we're going to get right to nuts and bolts about true uh, things that you should be doing uh, with your personal finances, your business, your investments, other kinds of things, all in the different podcast series with experts from Heartland Bank. Obviously, everyone does their business in different places. We're agnostic. We're here to help you. If you find that Heartland's a great fit, wonderful. If not, hopefully this podcast series will do you well because we are all in this together at Seabass Will Survive. Welcome back to another edition of Driving the Sea Bus. And uh, uh, we are definitely in uncharted waters and in, uh, in very unique times here in the United States of America and as a planet together. Uh, we're all on this together uh, and we're uh, trying here on Driving the Sea Bus to give you information that's going to help you uh, apply for and, and navigate your way through some of the government programs that are out there in the United States to uh, help small businesses and to help uh, uh, and to help uh, you know your neighbors and your friends and and all those kind of folks. So um, that we did one last week with Lori Pfeiffer, who is uh, uh, in charge of our uh, commercial lending. She's director of commercial banking at Heartland Bank. Uh, we did one with her last week or the week before, I believe. These days are running together, but so much has changed since that uh, first one that we did, and we have more and more guidance. So we want, thought we'd go back and. And touch on it once again when we now we have further explanations and further guidance. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right in. Lori, welcome to the podcast. Um, how was your Easter weekend, by the way? Good morning, Scott. It was a great weekend. We were able to get some of our new PPP loans funded on Saturday and uh, had a good relaxing Easter uh, yesterday with the family. That's great, Lori. You know, I tell you, remember, folks, uh, that your bankers are working day and night here to help you. And, uh, and, and Lori and her team are doing an excellent job. And that, and that team uh, ranges all the way down to the, to the front lines of the organization. Uh, to, this is a, a monumental task to get this kind of funding out as quickly as we're being asked to by the federal government. Our team has done an excellent job. So with that, let's just jump right into it, Lori, and tell me, um, we're going to start at the top now. The, the, the payment protection program, we're not really going to talk about the disaster relief uh, loans uh, in this uh, segment. The payment payroll protection program. Uh, who is eligible? And uh, let's just start there. Who is eligible, and what do they need to provide us in order for them to to for us to get down the road with them with their application? Uh, well, Scott, just to circle back a little bit, the PPP program, otherwise known as the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, was established under the CARES Act uh, just over the last few weeks. And to be eligible for a PPP loan, you need to have less than 500 employees. Uh, which also includes nonprofit. Hospitalities and restaurants are excluded from that 500 employee count. And you are eligible if you were in operation um, on or before February 15th of 2020. Gotcha. That's just pretty simple, you know, and, 
And if you were in business, it doesn't matter whether you were making money or not, right? I mean, this is not a credit decision. This is a, I was a business, I employed people and, and, and I was around, uh, you know, February 15th of this year. Is that right? That's correct. Good deal. So what do they need to provide to us, Lori, uh, for us to, to go through this? What, what, what do they need, um, you know, as part of their application package for us to get started? Uh, really, there's uh, an SBA form 2483, which is the Paycheck Protection Program SBA application. So that is just a very simple document. It's four pages in total, but only two pages really need filled out on that, um, which will uh, determine some eligibility on there. So they would need the SBA form 2483. And then really, they would need some specific payroll documentation as well, um, which will then help determine the amount that you would qualify for. And I can go through those uh, payroll documentation items if that's helpful as well. Yeah, let's go through those payroll documentation items. Okay, so those um, would include really uh, your 2019 IRS form quarterly 940, 941, or 944 payroll tax reports, a trailing 12-month income uh, statement for nonprofits that don't use, um, that don't file an IRS form above, uh, payroll processing records, and uh, personal tax returns, uh, Schedule E, uh, C, or E, or F, if uh, you're a sole proprietor, independent contractor. We also would ask that you really provide a summary of your 12-month period and how you calculate to get to your payroll determined amount. That payroll calculation is really um, based on an average over the 12 months, um, and that's a two and a half times uh, on the average. So uh, what you do is you take your payroll average over 12 months, um, you calculate that by dividing it by 12, and then you multiply your average monthly payroll cost by two and a half. And that is the calculation is right on the application form. Wonderful. Now, these forms can all, are these all on our website? Uh, they're listed on the help page? Correct. Uh, if you visit www.heartland.bank, uh, you can see both. Uh, we have a checklist out there uh, with items that you can provide, as well as that SBA uh, form application as well. Now, a lot of folks, thank you, a lot of folks are not, uh, you know, getting a lot of communication and that kind of thing. I mean, if they had questions about that and, you know, what are, who are some of the people that could help them with a few of those questions out there besides your friendly Heartland Banker? Uh, certainly using your accountant or your payroll service provider. Um, both accountants and payroll providers have been very helpful to our existing clients. They're really working through uh, with our clients on the front end. And then once uh, the information is submitted to us, then we really verify that information. So you really have two, two eyes on your information if, as long as you're working with uh, your accountant, accounting partners and also your payroll providers. Now, Lori, what happens if a loan, let's say that they put in for the loan and part of it isn't forgiven. So obviously that's something we haven't talked about is the forgiveness aspect. So the, the, what, is, what is actually forgiven and then what happens to the amount of the loan that is not forgiven should the SBA or the government determine that a uh, portion of it is not forgiven? Thanks, Scott. That's really a two-part uh, question there. The amount of loan forgiveness can be up to the full principal amount of a loan in any accrued interest, and that is dependent upon a total amount of payroll costs, payments of interest on mortgage oblig obligations incurred before February 15th, rent payments on leases dated before February 15th, and utility payments under uh, service agreements dated before February 15th. That would be over the course of the eight-week period following the date of disbursement of the loan. Uh, not more than 25% of the loan forgiveness amount 
uh, can be used on those non-payroll cost items. So 75% of your forgiveness amount must be used on payroll during that eight-week period. And then the remaining 25% can be used on those other items I just mentioned, including interest on mortgage, rent payments, and utility payments. Um, if there's an amount that's not qualified for forgiveness, then the balance of that note is carried at a 1% rate for two years. It's a two-year bullet note. Um, again, 1% is the rate, and you won't have to make it a payment for the first six months. So payments would begin on the seventh month. Interest will continue uh, to accrue during that deferment period, though. Gotcha. Great. Very helpful. So um, tell me about the timing now. I mean, we that's one thing that you're reading about. And you're seeing it on social media and, uh, and, and, and also on the networks, you know, that it's just taking a long time in certain instances to get things done. Tell us maybe about our time frame and what we've been able to do uh, with our clients. Thanks. Good question. We got off to a bumpy start those first couple of days, just as we all learned to uh, really soak in that uh, final guidance. Uh, once we got rolling, once we are getting packages, we're really getting them through and approved through the SBA um, site within about a 48 hour period. And then uh, we're already starting to begin to fund um, our clients. So once you have the SBA uh, approval, we are required to fund within 10 business days. Um, so really the, the process is buttoned up and uh, we're definitely communicating with our clients at, at every stage that we can. Wonderful. And now what kind of helpful tips could you give uh, you know, the listeners out there? You know, we, we've talked about kind of the parameters and the time frame and who's in and who's, uh, who's not uh, for, the, for this particular round. What, what tips would you have for them uh, so that they, their, their, their process goes very smoothly? I would say definitely you want to look at the checklist of items put out there on our website um, for items that you can gather in the front end. And again, work with your accountant or payroll provider if you have some specific questions, uh, as well as us as bankers. We're happy to answer any questions that you have and uh, help you through the process. Outside of the Paycheck Protection Program, it's also just good to talk uh, with your banker about holistically uh, the situation that you're in, your current cash position, uh, if there's a way that we can defer uh, your other existing lo loans with us, and um, just really opening those lines of communication. Um, also, uh, last week, everybody was in a rush because they thought the money was going to run out. Um, I We are really not... Um, uh, working off of that we're just trying to get our customers through and approved as quick as we can uh, borrowers do have up until june 30th to apply for the uh, paycheck protection program gotcha right now as of uh you know today is the 13th of uh of april and we don't have any early indication uh, as of today from the from the uh, sba or the president or anybody else how much of that money is gone um, I know that we, we uh, last week they throw some figures around about 100 billion and 130 billion, stuff like that. The, the program was funded with 350 billion. That's a lot of money, a lot of zeros. And uh, so I think that we have a little bit of time here uh, for folks to still get in. Uh, but I wouldn't uh, I would uh, definitely uh, act with haste. Um, and, and I do know that if the if this if this does end up running out, I'm, I'm confident that the that Congress will come around again. However, I would uh, I would not uh, rest on your laurels. I think it's important for everyone to to probably uh, get their stuff together, and get it in as soon as possible if they want to uh, qualify for the program. Well, Lori, thanks again for taking time out of your busy day. I know that you're spending uh, the 18 or 20 hours a day working for Heartland clients and and now non-clients in our communities alike. So thanks very much, and appreciate you coming out and driving the bus today. 
Thanks. We're happy to, Scott. Wonderful, folks. Remember, come on over to Harlan, where banking really feels good.